It's episode 1014, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, and mogul, Derek Miner. Hey. And once again, from Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. I was supposed to be in London right now. I just realized that. And I'm, yeah, uh, why? What happened? Yeah, let's hear I, it. I, I canceled it. I, I just work got busy. It was oh. not the time. It was not was a good a week for me trip? to be away. Yeah, it was gonna be vacation. I was just like, oh. you know what? Priorities. I I can vacate some other time, and my team needs me this week. We got some transitions going on, so I just canceled it. I feel like it'd be a weird time to be a tourist in London. It seems like a lot going on over there. I you can, know, yeah. it doesn't seem like the most fun time to visit that 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 city again. All, my interpretation of it is is mainly through what I see on the news. But it's like they've been making a lot of headlines for not great reasons lately. That is so true. Maybe, I didn't think you know, that. maybe yeah. find a better time to go, you know? Yep. There you go. Unless you want to go like more in the Queen or something. <laughs> yeah, that's why we were going. We wanted to go more that's in the Queen. That's what I figured. I, I figured you want to go pay your respects. Big figure in my life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. The, I will mourn the Queen privately. His here nose at home. is growing as he's speaking <laughs> right now. I, I, think it's literally, I will it's continue literally to growing. mourn the Queen privately from my house. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. The other, the other part of it was honestly like my fall started filling up with a lot of work trips and stuff, like a lot. And yeah. I just thought, like, you know what? I need balance. Like, I, I almost feel like I'd be overdoing it. You know, by good for by you, Cameron. Try, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just like, all right, mm. I'll pull back on this because I said yeah. yes to that. Yeah. I don't want to say yes, 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 and not create some margin. So I just wanted to. Do you guys do that now? Like, do you like? I don't know. Do you change plans very often, or are you like rigid? Like, I literally canceled this trip the day of the trip. I was like, I just don't feel excited about it. So I called Delta, no problem. You know what I mean? It was like I just like I think I want to be home, and so I just did that. I I don't typically do that, but. I, don't know. I never make plans. Plans are always made for me, and I just kind of show up. And I honestly, most places I don't want to be. <laughs> I'd rather be home right now. Yeah. Same, same for me. I'm a homebody. Yeah. So sorry, Jamie. Go. No, ahead. I was just gonna say I've gotten better over the years of like, I'll. I, it's easy for me to say no, so I can say no to yeah. things and plan ahead. Yes. Interesting. I'm yeah. I'm going to Israel now. Like oh. in a few weeks. And I've so never been I was and like, I want to oh, go. That's dope. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think this will been. be like, we might have an opportunity to take the cast next year. Like that's kind oh, of wow. what I'm going wow. to scout out a potential podcast trip. So um, more on that later. Ooh, we'll see. I like that. All right. Yeah. I, I am of the mind that every Christian should go visit the Holy Land. It it does something. That's what I've heard. It, the tangibleness of, of the Bible coming to life is... Uh, life-changing experience. So, all right, moving the show along. Coming up later, we talk to Lecrae. He has a new album coming out, a highly anticipated new album. We talked to him about all that. Uh, also on the show, we have uh, table topics at the end of the show. Those are always fun. I can't wait for that. And coming up next, stay tuned. It's Slices.
listening to Illy. The song is Too Cool to Be Somebody, but it's spelled with the twos, like too legit to quit. Too cool oh. to be somebody. Yeah. There you go. Illy. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Slices. What do you have, Jesse? So, so, so if you were out on the streets this week, uh, on, on the big night, on Halloween, you may have noticed just, you know, a, a, a percentage more people out there. Part of the reason is because, according to research, pastors are getting, uh, you know, more chill uh, about, about ha- you know, encouraging their congregants to, to not participate in, in the holiday. Um, back in 2016, 12% of pastors said that they were not, they were, they were actively discouraging their church members from participating in the holiday. Uh, this year, it was only 8% said that they were, uh, actively trying to get, uh, per, uh, congregants not to participate. They also found that between pastors 18 to 44, they were much more open to just not really even caring or acknowledging the whole, uh, idea of not participating in Halloween. Now they asked pastors, what do they encourage their church members to do? Uh, 58%. So 71% said they encouraged, uh, to, to invite people to like a Halloween alternative. 34% said that they wanted them to hand out gospel tracts to oh. trick or treaters. Oh, in other words, an invitation to get your house don't egged. Do it, don't um, do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Only 13%. Um, uh, said to to avoid it entirely, um, but fifty eight percent of pastors said that they should use the opportunity to build relationships with neighbors who trick or treat. I like how Lifeway worded that: build relationship with neighbors who trick or treat. In other words, just celebrate Halloween. <laughs> like, <laughs> just just be a normal house. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, celebrate just like everyone else, and don't be a weirdo. Is is what uh, more than half of the pastors are actually are actively doing right now. So I, I thought this was interesting, uh, in, in a, especially in an era where I feel like the stakes in the culture wars have seemed to be rising significantly with the, you know, with the issues, especially around Twitter and, and kind of look at a lot of the debates that are going on around politics and social issues. It is interesting that they're kind of saying, well, some of these issues that seem to be a big deal in the past aren't really that big deal anymore. Are you guys observing that? I feel like Halloween just isn't that, you know, no, it doesn't seem like church is really sweating it these days. Well, I thought of that when you said the stat, because the last one was from 2016. And I'm like, a lot of things have happened in our country since 2016. And so I think pastors are like, let's bring mm-hmm. down the Halloween, the anti-Halloween, uh, hopefully, and focus on other things. Because there's been a lot of things that have happened since 2016 yeah. that are more important than Halloween. I also saw a stat this year that said, this is before Halloween, that said the majority of American households were not going to hand out candy this year, 52%. And while like 13 or 14% of the reason, or maybe a quarter of the reason of those people said it was inflation, like candy was too expensive, a big chunk was still religious, like we don't celebrate Halloween, so we turn the lights off and we don't hand it out. So, I mean, there's still a good chunk of Americans that definitely 
are were you know along the lines of like no 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 we're not going to encourage this i had a family in my neighborhood that would not only turn the lights off they would put really judgy signs on their door like if you're coming up here to get candy we're this is a christian home Uh, how dare you step foot and with your satan stuff you know so wait a minute there's a there's a there's you're telling me there's a holiday that lets you actively love your neighbors by giving them gifts and showing their children and their families a good time and you want to celebrate that? <laughs> Come on now, heathens. <laughs> well, yeah. it's officially behind us. We don't have to worry about it for another another year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but if you the... did notice more people, maybe it's just because That's why, a yeah. lot of churches are, are, like I said, getting a little more chill. You know, it's about time. All right. What do you have, Jamie? Well, I have something that I found very interesting that you guys are reporting on at Relevant. And I don't know if you guys are like me, but when the when COVID-19 hit and then we started getting vaccines and a several different vaccines, did anyone ever think like, wow, they developed a vaccine in like months. There are a million other things that we are plagued with health-wise. Why do we not have vaccines for that? Did y'all ever think that? I didn't, but you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... Where there's a will, there's a way, you know, like this is a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, Like, oh, they got that pretty quick and relative speaking. And so BioNTech founders believe that cancer vaccine will be ready by 2030. I mean, that's around the corner. Cancer vaccine. Yes. Wow. So they say that these research say that a cure for cancer is still in the way. But in the meantime, a cancer vaccine could be the key to preventing cancer from a patient. And basically, the couple behind the Pfizer BioNTech COVID nineteen vaccine, they had been hard at work studying cancer and trying to find a cure and preventative measures. And then COVID hit, and so they switched their to that, and they produced a vaccine there, which that was quick, right? So they're still working on it. And they said that the development of several COVID vaccines in record time showed the possibilities of this mRNA vaccine technology, which could one day become an effective treatment to help beat cancer. So they're just saying, hey. It's out there. The science is working on it. There's still a long way to go before it's officially on the market. But um, there's also, they're not saying like a vaccine that prevents all kinds of cancer. Like that's a ways off. Yeah. But they're still working oh, so to it's, determine. It's for a specific, they're talking it's for a limited kind of cancer? Yeah. Well, they're said they're working to determine what makes someone susceptible to cancer in the first place. So they're still working on that. Mm. And then they're working on what kind of vaccine could prevent that if you were susceptible to it. I think it's very interesting. And when COVID vaccines started coming out, I was like, well, this is great, but we've been battling things forever. Let's see if we can get a vaccine for that. So, well, but I am not a scientist by any stretch, but I, my understanding was that vaccines are more for diseases like viruses and polio it's 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 like a deterrent like cancer is a mutation mm-hmm. of cells inside your body i i would have thought that's a different kind of thing like i don't there's not a vaccine for like breaking your arm you know right. like, I, like i'm i'm just trying to wrap my head around that again maybe i, I don't know that's interesting i, I mean if they're I saying they're working it on either, it but they're working on it yeah yep. that that is interesting all right what do you have derek so for eight years in a row Eight. Count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Years in a row. Chick-fil-A is the choice among teenagers for fast food restaurants. Obviously. They got good taste. And it just goes to show when you pray over your chicken <laughs> and you fry it, good things happen. So even if the lines are long for no reason, <laughs> they're in the most odd places in the world. Teenagers love Chick-fil-A. Do you, do you so. mean to tell you why I think this is surprising? 
like we all love Chick-fil-A and I'm a grown woman, 40 in her forties. I love Chick-fil-A. I think it's surprising to me is because Chick-fil-A is not cheap. And so I would have thought that teenagers favorite fast food would have been something that was a little less costly. Taco Bell. Yeah. 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 Something that like, I don't want to eat Taco Bell. I don't want to eat Jack in the box, but I would have thought teenagers (laughs) who don't have a bunch of income. That's what I would have thought, but I'm happy for Chick-fil-A. I love those that Christian chicken. Mm -hmm. I I have a theory and and it has to do with the price point too, but you see this with in and out in and out always like ranks highly too. And I think the one common thing they have in addition to vocal, Christian uh, founders and owners is like, it's, it's a very limited, it's a very limited menu. Like there aren't a lot of Mm -hmm. options. Like if you go to Taco Bell, Mm -hmm. I got a Taco Bell down the street and you order on one of the touch screens, you know, I'm not going to lie. You're scrolling, you you know, they're inventing new ways to pack meat and cheese and tortillas (laughs) all the time. Mm -hmm. They got Dorito. Mm -hmm. They got like six Dorito kinds now. It's a little overwhelming. It's same thing with a, with a lot of fat. Like if you, I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys have cookout near you? No. Yeah. Never heard of it. Google. Hey, hey, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I just want is literally a cookout. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you look at the cookout menu though, um, it is insane. I mean, it almost looks like parody. Like when you pull up to the, I'm going to send you guys. It's like the uh, cheesecake factory where there's like a million things to eat. Yeah. Opposite. No, it's worse. I'll put it this way. You can get Uh, a burger and you can get a burger and for a side, you can get a hot dog and a quesadilla. Check out the link I just dropped in that chat. That's a literal fast food place menu called Cookout. That's a lot. I mean, it is so overwhelming. But here's the thing with with Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out. It's, it's, it's like a, just, it's what? One, two, three, four, yep. right? Like you get a chicken sandwich, yep. chicken tenders, or, or like within and out, you get the burger one way with cheese or, or you get it without. It's sort of like, it, it, it's, it's almost like the supreme of fast food. You know what I mean? Like it's a, a degree mm-hmm. of like the, not so much like scarcity, but ver- a very kind of limited, you have limited options, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. premium price too. Premium price, a, a scarcity model. And I don't just think it's with teenagers. I just think human nature, especially in kind of the, the digital age, is we're, we're so inundated with having to make decisions all the time, right? Like we can have whatever we want. I mean, we have app stores and you know music stores and podcasts, catalogs all on our phone. I think sometimes just the limited menu and the premium price point, not just when it comes to, to streetwear drops and things like that, but when it comes to just, hey, it limits my ability to have to make another decision. I think that kind of plays into it, yeah. to it too. This is insane. The cookout menu. You really can get a double burger (laughs) with two sides of a corn dog and (laughs) a walking taco. You can get a corn dog, taco, and burger as a meal. It's madness. And they have they they have a a a drink size called huge tea. It's just huge. Hey, Hey, Cameron, look at the prices. This has to be old. Inflation cannot keep up with these prices, bro. You remember that water bottle we was cooking you for? Yeah. Like it's literally it's right that big. It's it's, it's like insane. This. It, it, like it's crazy. It's insane. I I saw these when we drove up to Virginia Beach. We saw signs on the interstate for cookout coming up and stuff. And I was like, Jesse, what is that? And he's like, Dude, we eat there every week. It's so good. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's like, I mean, you, they give you a bag and you got like forty things in it from like cheeseburgers to quesadillas to like weird butterfinger milkshakes to you know uh, chicken sandwiches it, and it's like a gigantic bag of like 50 things and they're like all right that's eight dollars like right. i mean it is yes. 
crispy, crispy chicken wraps are you can get a Cajun wrap for a dollar eighty five. Like it's like it's a meal. There's a ton of stuff for now. I don't know cents. how they're making. It, I'm convinced it's some sort of money laundering because I have no idea how they're making money. <laughs> I mean, you literally point. can get a burger for a buck ninety nine. Who sells burgers for a buck ninety nine anymore? That's insane. Good yeah. for them. Yeah, inflation proof. All right. Uh, well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Lecrae joins us. You're listening to Phoenix. The song is Winter Solstice. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Lecrae. You know him. He's a rapper, founder of Reach Records. He's releasing Church Clothes 4 tomorrow. And he sat down with our very own downtown Emily Brown to talk all about it. Um, also, how he's changed as an artist and a man over the last decade and how he's determined to use his voice for the greater good. Here's our conversation with Lecrae. Well, I am very excited to speak to you today about Church Clothes Volume 4. When you first dropped Volume 1, did you think you'd be making three more volumes? Nah, <laughs> I don't. I don't even know if we if we even called it volume one initially. That's a good question. But I'm I'm positive we had no idea we would be here. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to make volumes like, you know, instead of just doing like a different album? Like, why did you want to do a volume? I think we realized um, that there was something uniquely special about Church Close. When the first one dropped and it just kind of shut down the, the, the mixtape website, um, we realized like we, we really hit a nerve in the culture and um, there was just something uniquely powerful about it. And I think my team helped me understand like, this is probably my, when I in my most freest, authentic self as an artist. And so in order to capture that consistently, where it's kind of like, Hey, we're not going to have a lot of bells and whistles and we're not going to go hunt down a John legend feature. We're just going to make great, whatever comes to mind, we're going to make the music. Um, we just, that's church clothes. And so we just said, let's do this regularly. And here we are. I do want to say, I, I have always appreciated how you have been so authentic and so honest um both as an artist and as a human i i really appreciate it and i just i want to acknowledge that um but i'd also love to know how do you stay true to yourself because i think that is something that everybody struggles with so if you feel comfortable i'd love to hear kind of what's the secret to it (laughs) yeah um 
I I think a, a, a lot of that has to do with having good good friends, right? Like, and my friends are very thoughtful, very caring, and it's taking time to cultivate those relationships. But you know, we'll we'll sit around and you know have conversations or studies, and and they'll make it a point to say, hey, I want to celebrate this aspect of you because everyone's always celebrating your, your music and your accolades, but there's other aspects of you outside of music that I think you need to know we see and we appreciate. And, and that challenges me to be my real self because there's people who see those sides of me and who value them. And so I don't have to worry when the rest of the world can't see the nuance and can't appreciate it or comes at me sideways because of something, because there are people who see me on a regular basis and they, you know, they're, they're comfortable sharing with me. Like we don't like this <laughs> or they're comfortable sharing with me. Like this is a good character quality. And uh, those are the voices that really matter. So it helps me to just stay on, on point. They tired of waiting. They bragging they in the building. Ain't building nothing. We out here building the children. You know, I love them, boy. Spit it how I live. Feel it in my breath. I would love to talk to you about your single spread the ops. Um, I really love it. It's a very bold statement. Um, Mm -hmm. and I love the message. So I think it's so important. Um, so I'd love to know, like, why did you choose that one as the lead single for this? Yeah. Um, we chose spread the ops for a lot of different reasons. One, because we felt like, um, you know, just in all honesty, it was the most like, probably accessible in terms of like music and message combined. Um, it was kind of current with where the state of, of the sonics of, of hip hop music is right now. But then it was also jarring in some senses to where people had to kind of wrestle with some things like some of these lines that are being said. And, um, and, and in the video, of course, uh, where we're just tackling some, mm-hmm some tough uh cultural things and um i think that was important just to set the precedence and to set the stage because there's some fans who just want quality music yeah i like quality music but there's some fans who want the underlying deeper nuance that i want to offer and i felt like this was the perfect combination um because on church church close four there's songs that are just straight up like man challenging musically but then there's other songs that um you know sound amazing but maybe the message is is not as nuanced and and i don't know meaty so this was the perfect combination where people can can wrestle with it oh i think they hate me yep my baby ain't no pardons in the garden I would also love to know like what would you say to someone who's coming up and they maybe have these ideas they have this message they want to share but they just don't know like where to start like how you know how can someone get their message or their creativity out there yeah no that's really good and, and helpful um one i would say um you know begin you just got to begin, right? You got to begin crafting. And it's probably not going to be the greatest thing you ever made. Like, that's just the reality of it. Whether you're writing or cre- whatever kind of art or creativity you are expressing, 
you got to do it. You know, my philosophy is every song that I write needs to be written. They may not all need to be recorded, uh, but they all need to be written because I need to get that out. Mm. And I would just tell a creative like, man, go for it. Push yourself and study the craft of other people who do it well. Um, even if you don't share their worldview and don't worry about being boxed in or pigeonholed, like create a new picture of what it can look like for a believer to, to make great art. What are you hoping listeners take away from this album? That's good. Um, honestly, I really hope to, to, there's no one safe on this project. Just so, you know, if you were like, what side are you on? There's no one safe because, you know, whether it's political, whether it's business, ethnically, we're all, um, fearfully, wonderfully made and fearfully and wonderfully guilty, uh, of, you know, uh, misinterpretations and mess ups and failures. And so nobody's safe, not even myself. Um, so there's a lot of, I, I want people to be able to step back and say that, that God isn't choosing sides. He doesn't take sides. He takes over. And, um, and I, and I, I'm, I'm, I think like what people don't realize about Jesus is he was a Pharisee, right? Like he would be a Pharisee, but what he was doing was he was saying, hey, all my fellow Pharisees, you guys are off. And you've heard it said, but I say, and I think that's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say, hey, my fellow brothers and sisters, y'all are off. And we all are. Um, there's no conservative savior. There's no liberal or progressive savior. None of us can put our hopes, rest our hopes there. There's no way to invest that will ultimately change the future of our society financially like the poor will always be among us it's what are we ultimately giving our time and attention to and i feel like that is being a good follower of christ and and following him um i think his ways are the best way so so ultimately what this project does for me is it draws a line that says listen i don't have it all figured out but i know this is not it and, and he is. So I'm trying to follow him. And uh, hopefully that's what people will walk away with. That was Lecrae. Make sure to check out Church Clothes Volume 4. We've heard some of it. It's really good. It's out tomorrow. All right, stay tuned up next. It's Table Topics. to Young the Giant. The song is Other Side. All right. Well, 
This is where we normally have our games. Uh, you know, as you guys know, Tyler Huckabee, our longtime friend and coworker, has moved on to new endeavors. So we don't have a Tyler game today. We will be transitioning. To, we're, we've been having some meetings. We got some ideas cooking for a, a bunch of fun segments uh, that we're going to start uh, rolling out. But this week, we're going to do a little get to know you with the cast. The whole cast is back. Uh, we've thought it'd be, you know, it's fall. We're settling in. Let's just have a little convo. It's a little table topics. Just little icebreakers. So here we go. No particular order. I just grabbed my stack of table topics cards. Uh, oh, this is funny. If you heard last week's episode, <laughs> this just happens to be the first question. Have you ever been bullied? Have you ever been bullied? We know Jesse has by a bunch of nine-year-olds. I'm going to take a hard pass. I'll tee that up to you guys. I'm take a, I'm, I don't want to revisit my trauma. Is it bullying, though, if you're bullied by nine-year-olds? Is it? Yes. Yes, Jamie. Oh, okay. Yes, Jamie. It is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bullying for sure. You have all the power, though. You're the you're the grown man. You would think. I actually th- they have more power. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they have way more power. They have way more because you can't do anything. Yeah. Back, okay. You might you know? be right. Yeah. He's not getting physically bullied. He's getting verbally bullied by these nine year olds. Even if I was getting it. physical bullied, I can't fight back. <laughs> With you children? can just hold them. You can hold the top of their forehead with your hand, fully extended, nah, and keep kids them away. Days, kids, kids these, these days, days, like watch MMA and stuff. Like they know moves that I don't even know. <laughs> they can armbar you. Some some eight year old right now can armbar you. I guarantee it. We, watch, hey, no, we fighting. You put your hands on me. We fighting. No, no. But that's the thing. That's the kid. Even even eight nine year olds are watching World Star videos. They know they know moves, man. They know what to do. <laughs> they, they know exactly what to do. They grew up on this, man. They, they you know we we grew up on Scooby Doo fights they grew up real deal Derek you ever been bullied definitely yeah for sure well like what any funny yeah. stories or just tra- trauma stories nah, tra- all traumatic all tra- so, okay never mind. all traumatic yeah. Yeah. all right here you all go traumatic. Uh, next question let's move on from the trauma what's the right. well this is another trauma question Uh-oh. what's the most Jesus. what's the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you while playing a sport one time, one time I was playing a sport. And my team won by too many points. <laughs> I don't have an embarrassing sports story, but I mean, performing is similar. I mean, you're working out, so sure. it's very similar to uh, that. So I was in Houston. It's probably 4,000 people at this event. And um, I'm performing and my pants literally split right down the middle. <laughs> just everything's just out in the open. Everybody on the front row. That's saw awesome. everything. Front, so front or back, back, front or back. F- front oh front to back split yeah in the front wow. so so all the all the all of the my progeny was showing so i uh went in the back i put on some basketball shorts i signed the ripped shorts and threw them in the crowd there. So we, we saved it we saved it but it was it was it wasn't looking good there for the home team for a little bit that happened to me this summer not a rip pants but i spoke in an event and when I got done, my mom and dad happened to be there. And my dad was like, hey, come here, I want to tell you something. I'm like, what? He goes, hey, your zipper's down. And I said, well, how long has it been down? He goes, the whole time you were speaking. I was like, dad, you were on the second row. You couldn't have winked twice or like like waved your arms or something. <laughs> so literally, I spoke the whole thing and my zipper was down. And my my parents saw it, but they just decided to tell me afterwards. So like, come on, oh, tell me. Gosh. I need to know these things. Yeah, the old wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, you know. All right. Uh, who was your nemesis in school? Mm. Nemesis. I didn't have a nemesis, <sighs> but um, I did confront a girl one time about a boy 
you know, like we were having a little boy drama. Oh, <laughs> what happened? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? Yeah, hey, exactly. Yo. Well, it was just like her, it was her ex-boyfriend, but I was dating him now. So she was talking trash about me behind my back and nothing mm. happened, but I just felt really big mm. and bad for doing that. So, I mean, I had the boy. I mean, you know, it was like, I don't know why we're fighting here because he's mine now. It's what it was. Yeah. It was, it was what I was, my point was. Yeah. I'm sorry that you My nemesis was it was more in college and it was all RAs. Like I just <laughs> everyone I fundamentally everyone I fundamentally like disagreed with the RA just in, the institution of resident advisors. You know, they were they were the, they were just dorm fun police in my mind and they they were selling their soul and selling out their dorm mates for a little scholarship money. I just didn't appreciate that. I I still don't. If you're an RA or former RA to this day we got beef I'm sorry we do you made your life decisions you I made mine you fundamentally have an ethical issue with somebody receiving scholarship money to narc on their friends that's basically what it, you're saying it, it, precisely precisely yeah. Cameron you, you, you're just saying you're, you don't, you, you're just wearing it on your sleeve that you're selling out you know what I mean? Like, I know you'll sell me out. That's your, you're getting scholarship money for this. I just, you know, I just had a fundamental issue with, with that whole institution. You know, didn't you, didn't you do stuff to RAs though? Didn't you like, we tried to break them. We tried to break them their first week. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'm not going to lie. I went too far. Like it went from, you know, do, the, the do literally think that might be the reason why they tried to mark on you. <laughs> it was a preemptive just, strike, Derek. Just a, uh, I mean, sometimes Jesse drew the message. battle lines. The guy could be a really nice guy, like just good. It would have been a great RA, but Jesse just came in, you know, guns blazing, basically just made the made him the enemy from day one. That's right. We um, we have to see how you're going to take this. You know what I mean? We have to. This is trial by fire, night one. Dude. What did you and, tell? Come on, what did you do? Like, what were some of the things y'all did to I mean, your look, race? Some of it, some of it was was well. Some of it was like we would have like a wing outing, you know. Yeah. And then during that, and it was like a big group event, but we would all make a pact to do something that was way against the rules, you know. Like, <laughs> and we, if he did it with us, we knew he was cool. Oh, if yeah, he didn't, we were gonna have issues. Yeah. Yeah. Like we scaled. Like you could look it up online if if someone wants to see it. But but there. The, the campus of Oral Roberts University, where I went ha and Cameron went as well, has this giant sculpture of praying hands, uh -huh. right? So we, we, we had an outing and, and we brought climbing equipment and everyone had to scale it, <laughs> you know, at least get up to the base. If you could it reach a, like a knuckle. 30 feet tall, bronze statue. Yeah, it's like if a, you could reach record, a knuckle, huge bronze statue. Yeah. <laughs> but if the RA, if the RA is going to bail and go tell on us, we knew he wasn't cool. So part of it was just, can we peer pressure him into breaking the rules and risking his scholarship? Part of it was just, you know, the standard stuff just duct taping them into the room um you know uh, uh wait, wait, what does that mean hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. he's in the room what? and you duct tape him to the chair or you duct tape his door shut his door shut okay. so okay. but he's on the inside so he doesn't know why the door's not opening you know um <laughs> dude you'd be surprised a six roll of duct tape you can you can duct tape a grown man into a room it's, it's duct tape is very strong <laughs> Duct tape is very, very short. Yeah, I mean, it just just little stuff like you know, like, you know, hiding sound machines and stuff in the room to make them think the room's haunted. Just like little <laughs> degrees of psychological tests. If you pass the test, we're going to be cool. If you fail them, we're going to have we're going to have an issue. So my only nemesis was was every single RA that ever lived. Did you break every any of single them? one? Did you have any move off your floor? 
<laughs> yeah, we did too. We did too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we made, I made one cry one time and I felt bad oh, about that. Oh, Jesse. You made a person cry? I didn't, but he did cry. I, <laughs> I saw what happened. Listen, listen, that wasn't fun. What happened? I, I don't even want to go there because oh, no. I'm just saying some pranks cross the line. Okay. okay? Um, From Jesse there Carey are things saying you can, that. Yeah. You can put, you can put things in a microwave that smell very bad and <laughs> crank it to 10 minutes and just walk away and there's no coming back from it that room is permeated the, that smells permeated the walls and now you're gonna need a fresh coat of paint kids pick on you today <laughs> it's called karma man what goes it's around comes back. around it's coming back you give it you're gonna receive it Oh man, I'm not an RA. Okay, I'm not an RA. I would <laughs> you're never. You're an authority be. figure. On you're the, just a baseball coach. Yeah, you're a baseball RA. I'm not narking on kids. I'm telling them when to. I'm telling them when to steal second. I'm telling them when to steal things, Cameron. That's a cool thing. I'm not. I'm not enforcing the rules. I'm telling them to steal bases, get aggressive, to do cool rebellious stuff like that. And they're punking me. From what a whole bleacher full of stranger parents who are laughing. <laughs> I mean, dude, you showed up wearing green and black shoes. You you asked for it. All right. Uh, We're the green team, dude. We're the green oh, team. There you uh, go. That makes sense. Okay. All Good right. for you. All right. Uh, who are your role models? A little different. R.I.P. Steve Irwin, Crocodile Hunter. What a, what a legend. <laughs> Steve um, Irwin? He was your role model? Dude, that guy seems like, real talk, he seemed like he never had a bad day in his life. You know? We had one bad day. Every time he's... (laughs) I'm sorry. Take that out. He had one bad day. No, we're leaving it in. We're leaving it in. First off, how dare you, Jamie? That's my role model. So, hard pass on... You know what? Delete, delete, delete. I'm sorry. He, He... in my opinion, he's up there with like that was so bad. I feel Betty real. White. I'm gonna lose sleep over nope, that comment. Nope. Is what I'm telling you. You should. I'm gonna lose sleep over that. As you should. Delete, As you delete, should. Delete. He he used to be on a Mount Rushmore with like Betty White mm. and Lavar Burton. You know, celebrities who were just like, oh, you know, they're just a breath of fresh air yeah. whenever you see them. Oh, no one's got one bad thing was, to say. Is Lavar still alive, bro? <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. <laughs> I'm saying hey. it's a very short list. It's you a very relax. short list. <laughs> This, this is going we can memorialize him. We can we can put Next him up on Mount question. Rushmore right now. <laughs> a living, please. it's a living tribute, Derek. <laughs> Derek, who are your role the models next. other than Jesus? Uh, who are your role models? My mom. Oh, yeah. For real. I'm not gonna lie, like I love my mom. For real, she's my role model. I don't really have. I don't really have a lot of people like. It's crazy because all the people I looked up to crazy now. So, mm. you know, it's, I guess, you know, that's how it goes. Isn't that but, interesting? Uh, yeah, like your, when your heroes let you down, yeah, you know, like how that affects you. Yeah. And then too, you know, I think, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think there's, there's a couple people that, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, even when you think about like church and all of that, like it's been a lot of the craziness that you just like, dang, I thought that guy was you know, a role model, but not so much. But here's what I will say, though. I, I guess I'll say this about the role model thing. You learn things from people in seasons. So I'll put that. But the person that I've been like, yo, been solid from the beginning is moms. But everybody else outside of moms, I'm like, hey, I'm going to learn what I can learn while I'm here. And, and you know, that's that. Smart. All right. Yeah. What are you afraid of at 3 a.m.? Jeffrey Dahmer coming into my house. Are you for real? Are you asking me if I'm for you real? Really, 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, let me tell you what happened this weekend. I was at a hotel and I woke up at 6 a.m. to someone playing like what I would imagine Jeffrey Dahmer music, what he would listen to when he was about to like go in for the kill, playing this music at 6, 6 a.m. And, and I look over from my bed and I look over towards the room and we have a connecting door. You know, the, oh. in the hotel where they have the connecting door. So mine's locked. But I full on imagined this person tearing down that door coming in to kill me. So that was my fear at 6 a.m. in the morning. But mine. So just so just murder in general. <laughs> just murder in general. You know, 3 a.m. Did you watch the do you watch the Dahmer no, documentary? No but, I, no, but people in my family have. So I'm aware of it. Intruder for me. Definitely. I Intruder. Definitely, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not even worried about something happening to me i'm worried that i might get blood on my walls when i shoot them so wow like that's really kind of the thing I, don't, I just don't want to be in that kind of scenario where i have to hurt somebody i was gonna say mine mine is that i forgot to set the coffee before bed and i gotta do that in the morning because that's always a pain really like to have a hot cup waiting for me so but yeah, yeah i get i get uh, so I get, jamie uh, is being murdered Derek's is murdering and yours is forgetting to set the coffee timer i love yeah. it yeah, because right. because it's a real hassle. No one wants to get up and be like, I got to make my own coffee. You know, like, I, ah, I'm just going to stay in bed. I'm calling in. I'm calling my own in. Coffee. The whole experience of grinding, weighing the beans out, grinding them. Oh, my gosh. Them in my this is like a homework. Machine. Jesse, a couple of weeks ago, Aaron was setting the coffee before Sunday morning. So he was like setting it on the thing. And yeah. then the coffee pot was in the dishwasher. So I said, don't worry, I'll put it in before I go to bed. Because he goes to bed before uh, me on Saturday nights because he's yeah. a pastor. So I was like, don't worry, I'll put it in. I woke up in the morning and there was coffee all over the counter, the floor. He had thrown towels on it, but I didn't have time because I never put the pot in. And so like that coffee brewed, but there was no pot. And so it was everywhere. Oh, man. Party foul. That was a big party, party foul. foul by me. Time out. First of all, I didn't know that people do that. Like, yeah. I didn't either. Set, <laughs> I didn't either. set the coffee the night before. It takes like a minute. So it's, the idea is to wake up to fresh coffee brewing. It's kind of like a wake up thing. Yeah, you set it's like it's aromatic. you set the timer. You set the timer for like ten minutes before your alarm. So all you have to do is walk in and your and hot coffee's waiting there. I don't have to go do you know a, a chemistry experiment okay. first thing in the morning while the gears are right. Turning, you know, are are just kind of waking up. Uh, it's I, if I don't if I don't have it ready for me, it ruins my whole morning. Oh. You know, like so you're I, talking. You guys have the carafe, like big pot of coffee, yeah. sort of coffee maker. Okay, yeah. I don't I have got, one no, of those. So. No, this is just is this old school like coffee mate. Yeah, just got a timer. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm saying. Just, but you're yeah. making one cup, yeah. Cameron. That's a, a carafe, like a. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. inherited the the, uh, the offices when we were remote. I inherited the offices really, really really nice Italian espresso super automatic machine. And so like, it's a one button. It's just one button. Got it. And I'm like, I want a latte. I want a cappuccino. It grinds the beans. It foams the milk. It does everything. I just set a cup in, hit a button. I'm good. So no, no Cameron's that, that, that Cameron's machine is not one button. That is a, that you need an engineering degree to operate this thing. It is, it's, it's got about, it's got about 50 buttons. The one that used to be in the office, that, yeah. that one, it's got like 50 buttons, but none of them are clear. They're just weird <laughs> German signals. No, no, it's no. Like it's one it's with Italian. like a hand. No, it's, a t- it's, it's like in Italian. It's an Italian espresso machine. And it's like, what is the hand and smoke bean? And then it's like a bean. <laughs> 
and then like a bean split in two with like an exclamation point. You're like, what am I supposed to do with this information? <laughs> that is like, it's the like, strength of the espresso grind. You go, you know, mild to strong. Do you disagree with me? It is, it is, it is at least fifty buttons, and they're all covered <laughs> in bizarre German symbols. It's like, it's like Italian. Okay, it's like looking at emoji hieroglyphics trying to operate this thing. That's what it is. It's like all the, it's like emojis that you can send. And it's like, I'm supposed to ascertain. I just want a cup of coffee here, man. I don't want to have to get out the decoding book. It comes with a, it literally comes with like a decoding book. The top left button is C-A-F-F-E, coffee in Italian. You just hit that one button and a hot cup of coffee comes out. That's all you got to do. The only thing about camera's machine is if it goes down. Like, yeah, I remember when I was staying at, at Cameron's machine and there's like, it didn't make coffee. And yeah. I was like, what happens? And it was all these alerts. And I'm like, I don't think yeah. I can afford it if it's broke. You have to fly in a repairman from Italy. Shut up. Shut up. No, about, about every three days, you'll need to, it'll do the alert and it'll say, hey, the, the grind cup is full. So you just empty it and then you're set, you, it resets and you're good to go. So it done like, you know what I'm saying? Because once it grinds the beans and brews it, it has to go l- l- somewhere. Listen, as soon as, as soon as you take the master class on how to operate <laughs> this yeah, thing, yeah. it's super easy it's after so that. It's so easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just got to dedicate about an hour and a half a week to cleaning. <laughs> Maintenance and programming, <laughs> and you're going to get a cop cup of coffee for it at least for the seven days a week. I will, I will give you the fact that you do need to be trained in basic Italian, and you do need to maintain it every once in a while. <laughs> it's, it's like owning a boat. It's, like, it's just like it's like if someone buys a boat. Someone buys a boat. So you're like, man, the boat's gonna be great. It's let's check out this boat, man. And you're like, dude, I'm doing nothing but maintaining this thing. It's <laughs> yeah. you know the old saying, you know, the two happiest days of a boat owner's life yep. is the day they buy it and the day they sell it. I think of that coffee machine the same way. <laughs> like it's 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 the it's the boat ownership of coffee machines. It's a lot more work than you're thinking, and it's gonna be a lot more expensive. It's gonna break all the time. That's okay. I'm done. Hasn't broken once in three years. All right, here we go. Uh, last question: What one thing would you want to do most if you had all the money in the world? For me, I'd buy the Orlando Magic. I'd make them an offer they couldn't refuse. Uh, mine is easy. I would travel with people that I loved. Like just bring people on trips all the time. Like, like. Would you buy camera- a plane? A plane and houses in every country. Yes, I mean we're we're all we're all acknowledging that we'd give a lot away and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I'm in a yeah. studio with every artist I looked up to. Done. Oh, because they'll come for the check, right? For I mean, sure. if the check's yeah. big sure. enough, and and I wouldn't even care if the album sold records. It's just like I just want to. I just want to experience get in the studio it. and yeah. experience the process. Yeah. Yep, that's why it's cool. I would Just, hang out with people and be. I'd be like, "Hey, what, have you ever had an idea for like a crazy movie?" I feel like I'm always in conversations like, "Man, you want to be a cool movie? That would make a cool movie." And I'd just be like, "Done. Here's a gr- blank check. Go make it. Go hire Martin Scorsese." And I would just make as many super high budget, terrible, terrible movies as possible. And well, you know what? That's actually kind of what Netflix is doing. So um, <laughs> I, I was going to say, you're describing I don't, I don't the Netflix model up until this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would show your movies Blake on Jack, my plane is what I would do. I would show yeah, your movies on my yeah. plane. Thank you. Thank you. That's perfect. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, that'll do it for Table Topics. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Lecrae for joining us. Make sure to check out Church Clothes Volume 4. It's available tomorrow. Don't want to miss that. Also, head over to RelevantMagazine.com to check out our awesome fall digital issues. There's incredible conversations with MIA, the cast of Amazon's The Rings of Power, Tycho, N.T. Wright, so much more. 
If you're a Relevant Plus subscriber, make sure to check out your enhanced digital version of the magazine too. It's available in your account page. You can just click right there and it's perfectly and beautifully designed for tablets, phone, desktop, and more. Um, Also, while you're at the site, make sure to check out our weekday devotional series, Deeper Walk, as presented by Lumo. There's a morning devotional email you can sign up for, or you can just check out that day's post in the faith section right there at relevantmagazine.com. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. And if it stayed in, I apologize for the entire Irwin family. That's what I'd like to say. (laughs) (laughs) You know what would be funnier? Is if he took it out and we left that in. So, like, what did she say about the Irwins? All of them. Hey, not on their behalf, Jamie, on their behalf, not accepted. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I'm not lying. I will think about this for a week and feel bad that I said that. I wouldn't have felt bad if it was just us four, but because there's microphones on and it's being recorded, I feel very bad about it. All right, Jason, oh, take it out, bro. <laughs> no. I, I, oh, no. I'm Derek Ryder, and I'm having a blast. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Have a great week, everyone. For listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com Dude, you'd be surprised about six roll of duct tape. You can you can duct tape a grown man into a room. Relevant Podcast Network.